Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You are listening to Three Valleys Radio. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. Hello, how are you? Welcome to the Glover's Cast with me, Ian Perkins, on Three Valleys Radio. And I am joined today by Mr. Ben Barrett. Hello, sir. Hello, how are you doing, my friend? Are you okay? I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm uh, Yeah, I'm pretty good. I hope you are as well. Are you good? Are you happy? I am. Yeah, yeah. All good. Uh, I've been playing football the last couple of weeks, of a Wednesday. Play, playing football? Yeah, I don't just talk about it, mate. I play it as well. Um, I what we're we talking here, we, I, I can see you as a sort of a defensive enforcer. Is that what? I'm, is that what we're getting? <laughs> Absolutely not. No. No, I am flying down the wing. No, no, I, I am a centre midfielder. Okay, box to box. Yes. Um, oh, nice. Uh, depending on which box I'm closest to these days, in my current, <laughs> my current state of fitness. They get further away, don't they? They yeah. get further and further away throughout the game. They do. The pitch and gets bigger. And you know what? Everyone's, everyone gets younger as well. They do, don't they? We're talk- I was talking to a couple of guys at work about it, and they said, and one of them just like, are you one of the oldest? And I was like, shit. I haven't oh, no. even thought about it. I'm going in thinking I'm Emil Smith-Rowe, but really, I'm Mark Noble. Mark you know Noble. What I mean? Nice. <laughs> that's, that's Nice. You know, or it, more of a uh, local reference. I think I'm Josh Neufill, but in reality, I am Charlie Lee. Oh, okay, that's fine. Except How's a long throw? I've had uh, surprisingly good for a man of my height. Okay. Um, yeah, but I, you know, I like to just keep it on the deck. Keep it on the deck. Keep it easy. Keep the ball. That's my entire, you know, it's a philosophy. Philosophy. It is. I like yeah. it. But feels uh, a bit... go on. No, I was going to say it feels a bit weird just the two of us. I know, I know it does, doesn't I feel it? A, I, I feel a third empty. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> he doesn't like a late night, does he? No, he doesn't. Early mornings are fine. Late Thursdays, not so much. <laughs> uh, we'll get a message about that. We will indeed. I'm sure. I'm sure we will. Um, where, where, where should we start well, this week? I want to say firstly, I want to say thank you to everyone who has sent us um, messages. I know we've had. Uh, DMs, loads of people on social media, on Twitter, and everything, telling us um, how you know 
we handled the last episode and I think it's fair to say it was extremely difficult for us but thank you so much for the feedback we um we genuinely you know it means more to us than we can probably even say I know that's certainly how I feel yeah we've we've, we've talked about it a couple of times haven't we I've never been any good at taking praise professionally personally when people say well done I feel like it's an amazing thing and I've always considered myself a bit of a confidence person in the office or on a football pitch I seem to go on streaks of playing well or streaks of playing badly but actually somebody telling me that we've done something good has never been something I've been able to digest very well and that's exactly what I felt this week honestly we 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 didn't expect to set the world alight and um, I've no idea I've no idea how people have 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 reacted the way they have because it feels so bizarre to us still but if if you listened if you took anything out of it at all if you felt like it was a bit of a a first point another sort of moment a line in the sand moment or whatever you want to call it genuinely i am i am staggered that people have have felt the way they have and sent me messages personally privately publicly honestly thank you we've said it a few times we don't get paid this is all at the massive inconvenience of our loved ones but it is always always worth it it really really is so thank you genuinely yeah, and I, I just want to bring out what you said, Al, you know, if it felt like part of the, you know, process and how we um how we help ourselves and I think like tonight already, as we're recording, this is a perfect example of we I don't think we could have reached this point without doing what we did on the last episode. Yeah, exactly. And if this was the first episode and we sit here and start talking about, oh, Solly Moors twice in a row, oh, this, that and the other, why don't you like cheese marmite? Um, it, it, it wouldn't have been right. It just simply wouldn't have been right. Um, not to say that that's it. That's the only conversation we're ever going to have on, on some pretty tough subjects. As we mentioned, this is now a part of the Overtown Football Club for the long term. And it's up to us as supporters, not just us as a podcast, but to make those tough those tough moments slightly easier to handle or slightly more uh not positive it's the wrong word but slightly more productive try and make use of those difficult moments and i'm sure questions will pop up you know we're always happy to take questions here on the glovers cast and and if you have a question that sort of alludes to things that might be a bit tricky ask them anyway because it might be a conversation that we're in a position to have so it's definitely not the end of our conversations either on on lee or on the football club and how and how we move forward but we are going to return to something like your regular scheduled programming. And like I say, genuinely, thank you. And red, regular scheduled programming, easy for you to say. Um, we've got a, another Saturday, Tuesday doubleheader. It we do. It feels like a lifetime ago we were talking about our Notts County doubleheader. Uh, now we're playing against uh, Solihull Moors on Saturday and Tuesday. Uh <sighs> what to expect um but i guess we want a bit of continuity from from the weekend but again you know we're now in a, in a in a position in the league where it's sort of like just need if anything we need to just build build a bit of team morale and you know if players are going to stick around with us for uh for the longer term then it's about getting a unit together isn't it and building a bit of confidence what what do you want to what do you want to get from the next game, how do you see it going? I think I think the first thing to do is acknowledge that they're very different doubleheaders. The Notts County one was probably the doubleheader that, in my humble opinion, roared us out of the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. At that, at that, at that point, that doubleheader knocked us, knocked us out of, the, of that conversation. I know things actually cropped up today in the, in the press conference where Darren Sarr was asked, it's only 10 points and we have got up to three games in hand on some of the teams above us. Um, but I still think it's a big jump from 16th to 7th with the amount of games that we have left with the number of teams involved. I, I'm still, I'm happy to be proved wrong guys. If we if they're listening and we know they like to listen, if you, if you want to prove me wrong, you crack on no yeah. problem whatsoever there. Please do. But, but this is a 15th versus 16th identical records. I thought that was interesting coming into this Played 32, one 12, drawn six, lost 14, 42 points each. The goals are, are a bit different, um, but on both of them, uh, both teams have conceded more than they've scored, but only just. Um, so, yeah, very, very evenly matched up sides. And two sides now who are 
probably probably looking at the playoffs as being a bit too far and who are looking like plans are going to have to start being made for for longer term obvious circumstances aside that's what Solihull and and Yeovil will be thinking and the players within that might be starting to think about longer term I, I want exactly what you said there I want a bit of continuity all I want is is it is it to be worth worth it for anyone to pay their money to watch the streams? That's what I want. I just don't want to. I don't want to see sixty minutes of sideways passing across the back four, just using up the time, not getting injured. Treat it as if there is an awful lot on the line, because you because you still do never know. Not till somebody, till a mathematician tells you it's no longer possible. But that's that's the attitude we have to go through now from now until the end of the season. They're doing this for each other. They're doing this as a band of brothers almost. Um, and so that's what I want. I just want them to have a right down good go. Yeah, I think we all want to see it. I think, you know, the context of everything is just to get players out on the pitch. Now, yeah. for the rest of the season, feels like a absolutely monumental achievement after what that group has gone through. Um, and I think... I guess for me, it is about, I think they they should, you know, they, they're going to attempt to continue on from Saturday and build on that. Hopefully that'll act as a springboard. We, you know, the performances of Tom Knowles and Adam Smith, um, all of them really, but I, I guess those two in particular are going to want to continue on because, you know, we, we've talked about Adam Smith a few times and how he's had, you know, a couple of iffy patches, but... You know, he was faultless on, on Saturday and if we want to finish high up the table, he needs to be faultless again, doesn't he? Yeah, uh, I think I think we need to... How do I word this? I feel like I've lost my words this evening. It's not a good start, is it? Um, yes, it has to be faultless. Um, but at the same time, it doesn't have to be faultless, if that makes sense. Of course, it has to be faultless if we want to do the unimaginable and do the unthinkable, but also it doesn't have to be in terms of the context of a realistic outcome. It can be a little bit experimental. It can be a bit, uh, take a risk or two extra. For example, I wonder if we might see a couple of changes in personnel. I wonder if we might see a couple of changes sort of in the way we go about things and we'll probably learn from game one to game two. So there's a bit of both in there, I think. Does that make sense? Is that talking rubbish? Uh, no more than usual. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think um, there was a lot of praise for Mr. Michael Kelly, inverted right back? Um, I, you know, I, I'll be, you know, on the record of me heartily laughing at you talking about a left back at right back. Um, but, you know, somehow you've been proven right on that one and he's doing a great job there, really. The manager talked today about Alex Bradley, who obviously normally sits there. Um, and said he's taking it slow with Alex and, you know, uh, I forget, did he say like a tame? I think he said, have you listened to the conference? He said a sort of tame, yeah. um, a tame return um, in that he's had a recurring injury. Uh, you know, he, he's obviously a key player, but Michael Kelly is proving, um, well, I'd say he his, the opinion of him has probably improved since, um, you know, the first few games where we were crying out for Carl Dickinson. Yeah, I, I think I agree there. I think he's he's obviously, he's playing, he's putting himself in the shot window. He knows that as much as anyone else. And whether that's Yeovil Town next season or someone else, players, and we, we might get onto it, there are a few players out of contract who are now starting to think for themselves as a little bit of, okay, I've got a mortgage to pay. I've got, I've got people that depend on me. Uh, where do we go? How do we get this going? We, we know Carl Dickinson has made his decision. We know that others are starting to think about that. So um, I think he's, he's, he's slotted in quite nicely. He's taken an opportunity. That's all it was. It was an opportunity. It was an opportunity that was provided to him and he's had a crack at it and he's, and he's done quite well. I'm still not massively over enamoured with his set pieces, but actually his general play at right back hasn't done masses wrong. Has he? Really? Didn't have... Um, much to worry about against Barnet. And a little bit more to worry about against Boreham Wood, especially when they brought the big centre-back on up front and kind of just threw the ball at them. I thought I thought they handled that as a unit quite well. 
Um, so yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, good, good for him, and good for us that we have that extra bit of flexibility, and whether or not we are looking at the longer term process of of getting Michael Kelly in or not, we shall see. Yeah, do you, do you want to see start seeing a bit more? Um... I don't know a bit more news about contracts. Should we should we go down that route? Do you, uh, it's so difficult, isn't it? It is so so difficult. Um, I under normal circumstances, yes, I'd be. I mean, we called for it, didn't we? We yeah. called for it. We called for it before our break of starting to say, okay, let's start hearing about players, and we started talking about the likes of Emmanuel Sanupe. Where does he sit in the longer scheme of things? We talked about players like Matt Worthington. Lawson Diath and his injury problems. Are we going to have to start having these conversations with these players to start building a bit of a spine together, a bit of a core group? And then obviously we had our break. And then you mentioned actually in, in the last podcast that this team feels like a bit of a team that's coming together, feels like a bit of a group of a family almost that have bonded over something so horrific. And that actually, for the long term good of the football club, for the football team on the pitch, having a group that don't have mass amounts of turnover might be a pretty good thing. Yeah, I think you sort of alluded to it there about them being a group and I think it's massively, you know, I I don't want to hold them to that and say, right, you guys are a group now, please stay together. You know, the, the whole, you know, the situation around the club, you could not, uh, blame anyone for saying I need to. I feel like I need to get away from this, um, and and move on and just start a new chapter. Um, I'd like to think the manager's, you know, he, he's built this squad, he's built this team, and, and you know he knows how close they are and how um, how they are as a unit, and you know hopefully all those characters together will feel that they can. Uh, continue and you know really press on um you talked about the spine the core of the team one of the before the break one of the polls we well, I put a poll out um if we wanted charlie lee or jimmy smith both of them or neither of them and uh, we had 144 votes on that poll and the uh, results were 37.5 percent wanted both jimmy smith and charlie lee to remain with us next season um on that point do you think uh firstly what did you vote for and hang on hang on no 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 no, no. who did you vote for <laughs> who did i vote for yeah uh i voted for uh neither at the time really i did so 37 said both 37.5 percent said both so what was what was just jimmy uh 24.3 and what was just charlie 13.2 really uh, that low and neither was 25 so just so having neither was second wow on the poll so i voted just jimmy mm. and it took some thinking it took some thinking the idea being that i know for for a fact from from stalking things like instagram that jimmy is working behind the scenes to become a coach become an extra a, uh, an extra sort of a string to his bow and i wonder if he might almost naturally become a little bit more of a of a player coach over the course of the next year and i've just been so impressed with the way he's reinvented himself this year charlie lee is charlie lee you know exactly what you're going to get out of charlie lee every single time he plays jimmy smith has suddenly evolved into a player that can do a bit here do a bit there can sit at the base can still play a little bit further forward and he's developing this coaching role. I think he's a little bit more flexible. I think he's got a little bit more in terms of that um, that coaching style, that ability to help others. He may even start he may even start end up sort of coaching the, the youngsters or something. I'm not sure if Charlie has that in the books. If he does then obviously that evens it up. But I know that Jimmy has. So that's why I went for Jimmy Smith just just him really. I think having two 34 year old quarterback style bottom of the diamonds might be a bit much next year especially if for example josh staunton becomes back available and three signs you know you end up with sort of three in the same position there and so it might not be exactly right it might, might feel quite lopsided 
to have that much in one place yeah. and then not have a goalkeeper and might have to replace Reese Murphy. So that that was it. I felt what, both was too many and I had to kind of make a tough decision on one or the other. But I went just Jimmy. It is interesting how people, um, you know, more people wanted just Jimmy Smith than just Charlie Lee. Maybe yeah. there's a bit of recency bias in that, you know, we've seen a lot of Jimmy Smith more so than we've seen of Charlie Lee. He was just sort of coming back into the fold. Um, I mean, I, I went for neither purely because because of their age and I feel like with the whole COVID situation, there are going to be a lot of players in the summer. Yep. And yep, I think there person. are going to be a lot of younger players, uh, players are going to get more game time out of than both of those two. And for me, it felt like the money do, could be spent. Do you, think, do you think then that that's why we haven't seen mass amounts of contract announcements or whatever? Because we're just trying to still figure out who might end up being available. Like even even prior to our break, I imagine I imagine the manager and the coaching team were having a look around and were kind of sending a few texts and is uh is your contract up at the end of the season? Oh, okay, what are you doing? Have you signed yet? You know, let's not call it tapping up, but we're tapping players up. I imagine every <laughs> manager in the country is tapping players up at our level. Um so I do I do wonder if there's a bit of that going on. Might be why, you know, why would you announce a new contract for Chris Dagnall if a 24-year-old Chris Dagnall, a striker, you know is about to become available? For example, just I'm plucking names out of thin air there. Yeah, yeah. So there, there might be a bit of that going on. Might be a bit of that going on. But I think there is, I think there is, there is a time, and it will come sort of maybe quite soon, um, and as, as the manager says, he's working literally day by day, training session by training session. He's not thinking playoffs. He's not thinking end of seasons running. So there will be a there will be a point where those conversations start happening. Um, yeah, it's going to be soon, isn't it? We'll, we we might have to do a full rundown, might we? Go yeah. down name by name and kind of go yes, no, maybe kick him out, get rid of him. I feel sign him up. I feel maybe it's just because normally around this time of year we're coming towards the end of the season and we know what's happening. But obviously there's a few extra games with the disrupted calendar. Uh, maybe it's just like psychologically, it's like we should be talking about this now, but the season isn't actually, you know, we wouldn't normally be talking about it 30 games into a 40, well, 46 game usually, but whatever it is now. What is it now? 42? Yeah. We had we, we were having conversations at work about who would do playoff previews and stuff. And I'm like, we've got 11 games left yet. Don't worry about playoffs. <laughs> no, three in the championship. Three, they're nearly done. Oh, really? So, yeah, that's what I mean. So they are thinking that. And I guess, I guess in an odd way, National League teams are going to have a little bit of extra wiggle room. If those guys end in three games time and then announce their released and retained list within 14 days of finishing the season... If you're a League One, League Two club, you're going to be announcing to the National League, here you go, here are all the players you can have. Yeah. And then you've got a choice between, actually, I can go to XYZ, I can go to Matty Worthington and say, Matty Worthington, here's, here's a new contract, lovely jubbly. Or you can turn around to Matty Worthington or Lawson Diaz or Adam Smith or whoever it may be and go, thanks, we're going to let you go because you've got half an eye on a list somewhere else that someone somewhere has been let go. Yeah. So you, 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 National League clubs might have bought themselves a little bit of extra wiggle room there. Hmm. You say bought. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. Um, yeah. There's. A, I think it is probably a conversation for, you know, maybe around the forty game mark, perhaps. Yeah, I think that's a fair point because by then, things like mathematics will rule out more clubs. Because yeah. even, I mean, even as it stands, Altrincham, a place below us, can still make the playoffs. There's only eleven points. I think Wealdstone cannot quite make up. What have they got? Twenty, twenty points. I think that's pushing it a bit. Um, I, I for, would think for, so. <laughs> what for for the actual mathematics? Yes. Um, but Altrincham are only a point below us, so there'll become a time where, sort of, as games go on, mathematics will rule out one or two other clubs. So, um, I think there'll come a point where the playoffs. I still think it is probably seven from ten in some crazy old order, um, but until the mathematics rules out eleventh below, we'll we'll save that chat. Do you think the players? I'm you know basing this on 
your extensive professional football experience. Yep. Uh, do you think they look at the table and think, you know, if we lose the next couple of games, that's you know, that's us for the season. We can take our foot off the gas. Like, but firstly, my extensive professional football um, knowledge experience. Are you? Oh, are, yeah. you uh, are you forgetting about my very successful two-week trial at Bristol City when I was about twelve years old? <laughs> We've all had that. I think if yes. you <laughs> if you lived in Somerset. <laughs> you ended up having a trial for one of the Bristol clubs at some point. Yes, yes, and I they did. Said, on, yes, and we'll I will take you on, and then you, you know. On my last day, the coach was very impressed, and he said to me and my dad, "Thank you very much for coming at such short notice." I think they only called me a sort of a week or two before, and he said, "And he said, thank you so much. We're really impressed. We'll give you a call about the next stage. So any day now." They're gonna. They're, my phone is. I'm waiting by the phone. You'll be on. any day now. When I see the goalie go down at Bristol City injured, I'm like, I'm right. Get the phone. Where's the phone? You'll be on. They're ju- calling. You'll be on judges' houses at no time. Exactly. I'll be there. So uh, any day, any day. Just give us the call. Um, what was the question? Sorry. Oh, whether or not they kind of think about it. Um, maybe. Especially maybe. after this year. This year yeah. has been. I mean, I. It's been hard work for, you know regular joe i feel like being a non-league footballer in the past 12 months must have been horrific yeah just not knowing coming going starting stopping furloughed not furloughed yeah paid not paid released signed then signed for chesterfield because everyone signed for chesterfield then got released by chesterfield then got furloughed by chesterfield and, and now games. you don't know where you stand. Then lost games for Chesterfield. And then lost games for Chesterfield, yeah. Um, yeah, I understand that. I think I think for Solihull Moors, yes. They will be looking at the table and going, we're probably done in a couple of games. They'll, yeah, we're, 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 yeah, that's how they'll be thinking. Obviously, we're pay, playing for something, we're playing for something a little bit greater at the moment. Mm. And that's for keeping ourselves going, uh, keeping our, our unity going. And, and that might just might just mean a little bit more it might just mean that they they understand the the notion of we're not out here for ourselves anymore we're out here because we actually need each other to be out here um so i i, I do wonder if that will keep us a little bit more uh, professional I, I i hate even saying the sort of the theory it doesn't make it doesn't sit comfortably with me they should have that level of yeah, professionalism anyway saying, yeah. but i do just wonder if if they are out there for, for for each other a little bit more than other clubs who are down and around and are kind of just waiting for the mathematicians to tell them the playoffs are over. So, yeah, I imagine they do kind of understand that it's unlikely, but it doesn't matter anyway. For those teams that the playoffs are over, do you think there's... Do you think they're going to, like, call it a day? Who is it who's been playing their youth team? Is that Kings Lynn? Yeah. Do you think they're going to... Can, can you blame them? No, not at all. Not at all. Blame them? Um, I think it's interesting. I mean, I maybe maybe one of the boring things we could sit down and do one day is look at the top seven sides or the teams just out the top seven and figure out who's got to play Barnet, Kings Lynn, Weymouth, Woking, Wilston mm. and think, well, hey, they've got five games against five teams who have just about given up who aren't going to get relegated, who just don't care, who are just trying to get themselves through. And you'd back them five times out of five <laughs> to get those, to get those wins. So um, I can't, I can't blame these sides for doing it. I can't, I understand the financial struggles on it. And I mean, we still haven't heard the official financial sort of outcomes of bits and pieces, have we? We still don't know an awful lot about how and why things are and aren't working. So it's been, um, it's not been a surprise that some clubs have kind of gone, yeah, we're done. I mean, you've only got you've only got a look at the form guides of the bottom sides below us. Altrium lost three in a row. Wilton lost three in a row. Woking lost three in a row. Weymouth lost three in a row. Kingsland lost three drawn last time out. Barnet are having a bit of a crack at them. Fair play to them. A couple of draws and a win. Um, but I think that's more a case of, I think they are now planning longer term. They are now starting to turn players over. They are now, they've... Um, They've got a manager in, haven't they? Barnet, have they got a manager? Yeah, they have. I can't remember the guy's can't, name, but I, they. I can't, can't think of his name. But they've kind of they are making the right. Okay, I'm not, I don't care about this season. This season is now a a long pre-season for next season for Barnet already, and they've made that clear. They're going to finish on the lowest points, 
it's fine. It doesn't matter. They get another crack at it. So, do you think Notts County have taken a similar approach? It feels like <laughs> it, doesn't it? Three <laughs> losses in a row since they beat us back to back. Strange, isn't it? Wow, it is. You know, maybe very, we, very strange. Hartlepool, maybe we need Solihull to get Solihull and Eastleigh. I mean, those are games. I mean, Hartlepool, you can forgive that because Hartlepool are flying. But to then lose to a couple of sides below you who are probably thinking they're getting close to being out of it. That win from Eastleigh over Notts County probably keeps Eastleigh in it. Yeah. So, it's a very, fasc- very strange. It's isn't a it? fascinating, you know, turn of events. It was almost like, you know, celebration amongst the county fans when Neil Ardley was, you know, announced that he was leaving. Um, we did warn them. We did warn them yeah. on this actual podcast. We were, we were <laughs> flabbergasted. Great word. Flabbergasted. Yeah. That they were that they were looking to get rid of the manager and to have someone in the, someone yeah. come in who was so seems to be so radically different and unknown yeah. doesn't you know isn't hasn't worked in the English game at nope. any real level just oof, I, you know I I get the you know sometimes I get the radical appointment and the need for change but you know we said at the time if you're going to get rid of him at least see out the season yeah that would have been the thing if they'd have failed in the playoffs fine yeah. there's your reason but now but the other teams are looking you know if you'd have if you'd have been really dull and boring but kept winning 1-0 and won at Wembley in the worst 1-0 you've ever seen fine you're playing League 2 football next season Yeah. then sack him you can get promoted and sack him if you want him Yeah. very very strange isn't it very very strange and they're paying the price for it Bromley it, are going to Bromley are going to get in uh, in above them, I think, this weekend if things go according to plan. They are they're flying. They've uh, they've won a few in a row. Easily, of course, have got that victory. So ninth and tenth will be feeling it. Yeah, and I, th- I wonder if there is a question about those players whether they were actually performing for the manager. But you know that's well and truly been answered in that they were performing for him, mm. um, and now they are not performing for the new guy. No, far from it. <laughs> far far from it. Thank oh dear. You. Is there anything you want to talk about in this section before we do some questions? We've had, we've had a lot of questions, haven't we? Um, only that it's, of course, it's Solihull. So we've got to bring up the fact that Luke Wilkinson put in his 7 out of 7 performance. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah. In the in the fixture last season. As suggested um, by Sam. Yeah. So, you know, as the only recognised 7 out of 7 performance ever in this squad, of, of this team, of the Darren Sahl era... I think it's worthy of a mention. That's all. Scored Maybe. a goal, busted his nose open, got booked in the 89th minute, winning goal, saved a worldie. Yeah, we're going to have to, you know, you've said the only seven out of seven of the Darren Sarl era. Maybe we need to, you know, have anyone got any suggestions for seven out of sevens pre-Darren Sarl? Because... If, any, if anyone's got any seven out of sevens from the Darren Way era, I'll be <laughs> loving to hear it. That does, because that doesn't exist. Uh no. Maybe who was the goalkeeper that let in that nope. really ropey Carl nope. Dickinson free nope. kick? Nope. No, the, you know the ropey goalkeeper who let in Carl Dickinson's free kick. Was that against was that against Barnet? Who was that? Oh. Oh, Newport County, wasn't it? When we the game yeah. when we won six nil or something and we were like, no, nah, that's it. We're gonna win the league. Top eight. <laughs> if you're not in if you're not, you know, if you're not aiming oh, for top yes. eight, if you're not aiming for the playoffs, you shouldn't be here. No, he said, if you're not aiming for the top seven, yeah, then then you shouldn't be here. And then we kind of ended up questioning which top seven he was referring to, because <laughs> because we, we did make the top seven the year after, in fairness, yeah, but just without him and in a different league. <laughs> so, <sighs> yes, um, I I do have a point regarding Saturday. Go on. I'm not sure. I'm not sure it's been brought up, but I don't think Billy Das Davis, Billy Sass Davis, Billy Das Davis, Kraken, is is playing. I think his loan's up. Do you? I think his loan's up. I thought about this earlier. He has he extended his stay for an extra month on the twelfth of March. Right? So twelfth of April naturally would be the thing to go. Obviously he played. A quick check of the good people of uh Flash Gores mm. has him returning from loan after the seventeenth. Which of course was the Boreham would win. Wow. And I, I don't think it's been clarified that he's extended or not. Well, that wouldn't be surprising that it isn't clarified. Um, uh, so, 
I, can we put that out? It wasn't asked in the press conference today. Mm. Can we can we clarify that? Can we again? Well, if not, he's, I can't right now. No, but like, <laughs> can we, as people are listening to this, have I missed an announcement? Did I miss that? I don't think so. Has it been extended? Um, if he, if it hasn't been extended, don't play him. He'll be ineligible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, also, someone also someone check odd, the files. A bit odd that you know if he, if they haven't extended it. I don't know. I don't know anything about football, obviously, but I, I feel like I would have played Max Hunt with Luke Wilkinson if I knew... Well, unless they were saying to Max Hunt, this is the last game of Billy Sass Davis, so just take this one to yourself, chill out, and we will... <laughs> you, you, you and Wilco were back in, but I need to give Wilco 90 minutes. See what I mean? I do. I'm not sure. I, well, I don't know if that is a thing. Not sure. not sure. But there you go. Yes. Um, I, I'm wow. not sure if Billy Sass Davis is available. And that might be breaking news. That might be an exclusive, you know. It might be. Billy, tweet us. We know you're listening. Well, uh, someone just someone tweet us. <laughs> anyway. Someone tell us. Of course, this will go live about four minutes before the announcement that, that we've extended his loan to the end of the season. Signed a th- three year contract. Yeah, that 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 announcement. Yes, yeah. that's that's what will happen just minutes after this podcast goes live tomorrow morning. It is deadline day today. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you not know? No, because um, our mates at Chesterfield have signed a, a Bradford striker for an undisclosed fee. Thingy. Oh, what's his name? Um, I don't know. Row. Yes. Yes. Row. Yeah. Row signs okay. row. Row, row, row uh, your yeah. boat, you know. Gently down the stream. If you see Chesterfield, go get your vaccine. Oh, that works. <laughs> right. Well, so, this is no, getting away from but, us, isn't it? A little yeah, bit. It is, isn't it? <laughs> Potentially no Billy Sass Davis. Have we got any suspensions? Have we checked the suspensions list? Uh, I haven't recently. Uh, Tell I'm, what, I'm you, there, I'm you, there you, right now. You I'm ask, there. I've go on, do it. I'm, I'm loading it. I'm loading it. Maybe you ask the first question if you've got it. If not, okay, I, yeah, I've got I'm the first question. So, the first question comes from we've kind of already asked size, size thighs with the contract soon he's looking at who stays, current squad minus loans. Where does that leave us? Short of the back, possibly. Is Madden is if Madden is worth a quarter of a million, how much is a fully fit Murphy worth? So, let's the first bit we've kind of touched on and we'll kind of talk on again later on. How much is 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 Reece Murphy worth? Ian Perkins, talk De- to me. It depends who's paying. This is true. Let's say let's say Wrexham want him, and they get promoted. Um, There's your theory. How much are you asking? Contracts up. So he's probably not worth. So free. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> so he can go for nothing. Yeah, exactly. Question <laughs> answered. There you go. He is worth zero pounds. And zero pence. Great stuff. <laughs> Wonderful news. Do you agree? Um, well, it's not something you can disagree on. It's a fact. He's worth nothing at the minute. Yeah. If we get him signed up and he ends up getting a another another contract, then suddenly he is worth six figures, without he, question. But He holds all the cards, does Mr. Murphy. He does indeed. He does indeed. As a lot of footballers go. do, as we've sort of found out this week. Uh, with... The top of the game being grossly out of touch with everything. <laughs> <laughs> and some. <laughs> Unbelievable. Next question, please. Oh, okay. Right. okay. Uh, let's have... Okay, another one that we've kind of... Um, uh, we've kind of touched upon. Colin, Yorkshire Glover, who I still thank profusely for many a motorway mile across the, York, the uh, north of England. Do you owe him money? Ten- more than likely. Uh, <laughs> ten games to go. Yeah. So what does the future hold for YTFC? Is it ten? Yeah, 42, we play yeah, 42, don't we? So, yes. Um, what does the future hold? Oh. Darren talked about hashtag win them all. Not win them all, win them all. And after uh, that was after Bournemouth, I thought we had ruled out the playoffs. We have. You and I, well, I have. Um, <laughs> I don't think the club has ruled out the playoffs. But no, they're not going to say it, are they? As as per the as per the sort of the context, they are just taking it a game at a, at a time and a day at a time and a session at a time. So, 
I, I think we need to take the rest of the season for us, however that looks. Whether that looks like playing the kids once it all runs sort of runs its mathematical course, whether that means that we need to sit there and publicly say we're going for the playoffs. We're going for it. We're going to try and win 10 games. 30 points. If we end up on 72 points, we'll take it very nicely. Thank you very much. Um, so that's, that's, up to, that's up to those who are in charge because that's how they know the players and what the players will need to just, just get through this season for obvious selfish reasons. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right there. It's it's hard to know what to say. You know, the, we've got so much going off off the pitch, or going on off the pitch that we haven't heard a great deal about. Um, <clears throat> you know that there's no real. What is happening? Are the council still going to buy the the stadium and well, the sure, and the ground? Like what what? We don't know. Of course, time's running out on the um, on the six month thing as well. Yeah, I guess I guess those those things will start coming through when when they sort of become finalised one way or or t'other. Yeah, so they certainly will. Yeah, perfect. Right, a couple of uh, uh, next question is for, for, from uh, oh, it's from me. Is when it? do we get a new fancy logo? Uh, I had a bit of time this week, a bit of a uh, bit of space in an evening, and just had a bit of a tinker around. Made new logo. Very nice. Yeah, that's all. There no, is. It's, it's nice to know that I don't get any creative control here whatsoever. <laughs> I'll just let <laughs> you have talk. Some... That's enough. <laughs> Should we have some uh, football questions? Yeah. Let me. Uh, okay. You you go for it. Okay. Um, we'll start with Dave. London Green. Dave. I like this one. It's a yeah, bit of a thinker. Me I like too. this one. I've been thinking about it as well. Have you? Uh huh. If Yeovil could enter a summer Super League, which teams would you want to play against? Pick any. Four clubs for a European away day. The more obscure location, the better. Now, COVID restrictions do not apply. So even better, by the way. That's great news that they don't apply. Um, this is kind of, this is one that I want your answer to. I'm going to have an answer. And then we're going to open it up. Okay. We, we're going to let the Glover's Cast listeners. I was going to call them the Glover's Cast universe then. That's what I was a bit cheesy. <laughs> um, Glover's Cast listeners. You can pick your summer Super League. Which teams are we going to in Europe? The more obscure team slash location, the better. Tweet us at the Glovers, no, at Glovers Cast. I should know our own Twitter handle. But that'd be cool. Ian Perkins, where are we going on our summer holidays? Okay. Uh, club number one in our yes. summer Super League is Shelbourne FC of Ireland. Uh, okay. Do you okay. know why? Uh, formerly the team of Kevin Dawson. Super Kevin Dawson, absolutely correct. Club number two on our tour of Europe yep. is Polonia Warsaw of Poland. Okay, well, could we not just go to Warsaw instead? It's a bit, it's a bit closer. <laughs> Former club of Bartosz Tarasiewski. Of course it is. I'm. Are you taking us to Latvia next? No. Oh. I'm taking us to Portugal. FC okay. Pedras Rubas, former club of Hugo Rodriguez. Yes, and, like it. Uh, then finishing it off with a tour of Prague um, and Sparta Prague, where Marek Steck went to after leaving okay. Yeovil Town. I just thought you wanted a weekend in Prague. Well, I wouldn't say no. <laughs> Whilst we're there. Um, okay, cool. I like that. I like that. A big fan. Big fan. So the first team that popped into my head was uh, the Slovenian champions, NK Maribor, purely because I had a really good Champions League season with them, my football manager, a few years back. Okay. Yeah. They beat. I, I, I got us into the group stage, which us. is a bit of a which us. is a bit of an ask. <laughs> and then and then we beat Man United one 0 at Old Trafford. Wow. I mean, we still finished bottom of the group with four points, but I'm taking it. It's wow. an absolute win. That is. Yeah, big win. Yeah. Um, I'm also going to Latvia to play the Latvian national team okay. because I feel like that friendly that we had against them a few years back where um, Stuart Taylor played in goal didn't do it, didn't do the uh, the link justice. <laughs> so I just want to put that right. Yeah, Stuart Taylor's so, fault that was. Yeah, and his stupid shin pads. <laughs> so, yeah, we're off to Latvia to play the national side. 
Okay. Doing it. And it'd be nice to say, just to say hello to Vitaly Maximenko, if nothing else. And Andre Stolchers. And Andre Stolchers. He can play as well. And then I was kind of struggling for a third one. I, d- I didn't really know where to go <laughs> and what to do, really. All right. So you just got two, so, or is there another one? So it's just two, I think. Oh, okay. Just two. We'll just do a kind of a round uh, robin thing. I mean, we'll, we'll play each one twice. We could that. play like Barcelona and Real Madrid, and they could be, you know, money spinning ties for us. Uh, I don't want to. Um, but, you know, eth- ethics and all of that sort of thing. Yeah, ethics. Ethics. No, it's nowhere near ethics. <laughs> um, but then I thought about a serious answer. Oh, no. I know. How cool would it be if we could play like a, just a little proper cup next preseason? Yeah. For like four clubs that Adam Stansel used to play for, or the four clubs that Lee Collins used to play for. Well, that would be a. How cool would that be over a weekend? And, and I'm talking, this is proper football manager stuff now. Yeah. Did you ever do that where you set a cup up Saturday, Sunday? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think you should do one of them. And so you have Exeter, you have Hereford and Enfield. Elmore. And you pl- Elmore, sorry, Enfield, skip over it. Elmore. And you have. Um, Couple of semi-finals on a Saturday, and then a third place, fourth place on the Sunday. Cup final Sunday night, make a bit of a thing of it. Mm. The Emirates tournament, the Tamburinos tournament. The Tamburinos. <laughs> Tamburinos. The Tamburinos. Yeah, could be winner like... gets a winner gets a twenty-five pound gift voucher. You should have you know operatic music, a lot like the Champions League music. Oh, nice. There's lots. We here. could we could get like a like a like a opera singer like Leicester did when they got the league. If the uh, marketing department at Hewish Park, you're welcome. <laughs> you are welcome. Make it happen. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. But that but that'd be nice. So that that was my serious answer. But then yeah, if we can go to Slovenia and I can say thanks to Maribor and they'll think I'm weird, that'd be great. They will. Yeah. It's weird when you fall in love with a football club on because of football exactly. manager. And then James Drew, James. Thank you. You also said some nice things about the podcast, James. So well played you. Um, which loan player would you like to keep or sign on permanent for next season? So I guess we are referring to Adam Smith, Matty Warburton, Michael Kelly, Josh Neufeld and Billy Sass Davis. Others who have come and since gone probably need not apply. You can go first. I want Adam Smith. Do you? I want Adam Smith. I want a 28, 29-year-old goalkeeper who has had a season and a smidge as a Yeovil Town number one. I think it would be nice to go two, three years with a proper recognised number one who is approaching the peak of their game. And I think he fits a lot of... He ticks a lot of boxes in that respect. And he's had a bit of stick. He's had a bit of criticism. But I think he's been good more times than he's been bad. And I think he's a player that you could, he's a goalkeeper that you could hang your hat on. Then look to get in a youngster on loan, whether you just keep Max Evans and just say, right, you're the number two now. And if something happens and we need to call a loan in, so be it. But that's, yeah, I want Adam Smith. I don't think Matty Warburton is going to be available at our level. I don't think Billy Sass Davis. I don't think Josh Neufeld is going to be available at our level. Michael Kelly, if he joins us, great. I'm certainly not against the idea of Michael Kelly joining us, but Adam Smith is the realistic one who I want. Okay, I agree with you, but if I if I had to if I could pick a lone player and they were definitely going to stay with us, yep. like if that was the question, I would keep Josh Neufeld because I think you could. I think there are more Adam Smith type goalkeepers out there than there are Josh Neufeld type players who've proven they can hack the national league. That's, a, that's an excellent point. And Josh Neufeld has been an absolute star this year. There is absolutely no question for me. I went down the slightly more realistic route. I think Josh Neufeld has a future next season. League one, maybe. If not, certainly League two. I think he might even squeak into Luton's side a couple of times pre-season and in cup competitions if he's still attached to the club. I think he's that good. I think he's that good. I, I don't see him heading. To, if he heads to the National League next season and it's not with us, I'll be fuming. I think when you look at how he adapted to National League football and the rough and tumble of it and everything else compared to, you know, Gary Rogers, for example, um, I think you're right that there will be a place for him higher up the leagues purely for that reason that he's, you know, it feels to me like the National League is a harder league than um, League Two in that you've got a lot more 
physicality to to deal with. Yeah, without question, without question. And teams have and teams have targeted him, him and Tom Knowles. They they are our attacking outlet. Everything that's good that's gone through us has probably gone through one of those two at some point. So yeah, those two brilliantly, and and they complement each other. You don't quite know which one's going to end up on the other side. Tom Knowles is right, and Tom Knowles is left. Neufeld's through the middle, and then he's left a bit, and then so they've complemented each other really well. If if it's a if it's an option for next season, absolutely bring Josh Neufeld back and play him alongside Knowles, who is contracted to next season. So yeah, absolutely wonderful, wonderful, wonderful player who has one heck of a future in this game. Mm, agreed. Uh, I'll do the next one if you like. Okay. Yep. Uh, James Drew again. Um, Saturday was the first game I didn't celebrate a goal given recent week's events, lockdown and not being able to be in the stadium. Too far off the playoffs. Does anyone really care about the results now? Is the season over with so many games left? Should it be used like friendlies? It's an interesting concept, isn't it? We have touched on it a bit and pieces and I do wonder if I think, I think, okay, let, let's attack that in different bits. Uh, first time I didn't celebrate a goal, I, I didn't celebrate either. When Tom Knowles scored, it was just a moment of relief, wasn't it? And it's just a release of, and a calmness. So yeah. I completely understand that. I completely understand that. And I think, I think caring about the results in terms of the score in the top left-hand corner of your screen is okay to be, we're beyond that. It's okay if we win 1-0 or 4-0. It's still just a win. It's okay if we lose 1-0 or 4-0. So I don't think I'd like to see us sort of ever get to a point where we're 1-0 down and damage limitation kicks in. Like you might as well lose 2, 3, 4. You might as well. So keep playing your positive way. Keep having a go. Keep having your shots on target. And if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. That's fine. Um, so I don't care about that in terms of results. But I do care about the way we go about ourselves. I do care about the way we present ourselves to paying customers, paying supporters who, you know, again, we've talked about it before. We've got to sell season tickets pretty soon. Chances are we're going to have supporters back in the ground next year. We're going to have to sell season tickets. And you're not going to do that by losing the next 10 games. So there is that there is that element, that external pressure on things. So that's fine. Should it be used like friendlies? There is an argument for that, that we now have this elongated preseason. But A, we don't know how many of the players are going to be with us next season. So we don't know it, it, if if we're in a position to make sure that Luke Wilkinson, Tom Knowles, Max Hunt, and Alex Bradley, as the only players who are contracted for next season, pay a play a key part in our sort of running. Great. If it is going to be Wilkinson and Hunt at the back for the rest of the season, that's great because that then does all of next preseason's hard work for us. Because then that bond is strong, and you know exactly one another. Tom Knowles, same thing going to be a key part he already is a key part but if we're going to try things try it with tom Knowles because you know he's with us i hope i hope we've got a plan again maybe when the mathematics sort of rules us out that we start to give young alfie lloyd a place on the bench or somebody within the youth system a place on the bench just to get them involved in team fixtures and if you happen to be four nil up with 10 minutes to go you give them a pat on the back and you say go on go on do it so that would be how I would think about this as start of preseason, where let's start just just little tiny little notes. Doesn't have to be big lavish gestures. I'm not saying play all the kids, but just have them there, have them involved. I assume Max Evans is there for the warm ups and stuff anyway. Well, good. Can he be named on a bench? Can he play the last game of the season? Things like that. So that's how I'd start to think about it. As if we're going to start treating you like friendlies, go for it comprehensive answer there i would say that's yeah that's is that is that reasonable do, 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 do you know what i mean like yeah we, we are still doing this for a greater good and we are still mathematically in it and that might be how we're having to treat this this next 10 games it's still 30 points to play for you get 30 points and we don't end up in the playoffs i mean <laughs> 72 points and not making the playoffs you'd be disappointed yeah so there is still that and i don't think using anything like friendlies should really start coming in until the maths rules us out. But I think there are little tiny things we can do. Plus if seven of your first choice are on their way, how do you, you don't, you can't really use them as friendlies, can you? No, exactly. And you, yeah, exactly. You, you, all you're using them for is friendlies for other teams who are going to, who are going to snap your players up. Yeah. 
Um, okay, the next one from uh, Coatsy Boy. Oh, no. Needed a night off tonight. Um, Bless him. Are you having a burger or a hot dog at the beanbag screening of uh, Hewish Park for the Altrincham game? And is my we- accent sufficiently northern to get in as a home fan? <laughs> so, so what, Dave? I hopefully from, no one from Altrincham's listening. Um, but Dave is on about it. wanting to get into the Altrincham uh, ground to watch the game. Um, I, I mean, yes, Dave, your <laughs> your voice is northern enough to get in. I don't think you need to pretend. You don't need to well, thicken it I think up, it, really. I, I think he's asking if it's too northern, and they're not going to believe him. He's going to rock up. <laughs> And they're going to go, sorry, mate, you're clearly an Altrincham fan. Hey, up, Chuck. Hey, up, Chuck. Um, jog on. That's what I think he's asking. Yeah. I think you're okay, Dave. As for the burger or hot dog thing, toppings are an essential part of this. So I can't answer that question without knowing what other options are available. Are we talking onions? Are we talking cheese? I mean, what, what condiments have we got? I mean, the note on the website uh, reads as follows. Town are pleased to announce plans for our beanbag afternoons to return to Hewish Park in May. Return? Did they ever happen? Uh, <laughs> I, I missed, I missed yeah. that. Once government restrictions allow, we will be streaming our away fixtures at Hewish Parks with plans set for our trip to Altrincham on the 22nd of May. The ground will open at 12.30pm with food such as hot dogs, burgers and chips served. So there's no mention of condiments, toppings... Uh, vegetarian options, vegan options. Um, I mean, I mean, chips are vegetarian. <laughs> yeah. I can't, I, I can't guarantee veganism. It all depends on the oil. It does. Um, but um, yes, uh, I'm definitely having chips. I'm definitely having chips. I mean, I, I, I I'm definitely having a burger. I wouldn't. Just, I, you're just saying that, like, yeah. It's a, like, yeah, I wouldn't go for a hot dog, mate. But okay, so there's no cheese. There's no ketchup, there's no onions. Well, I don't know that, but whatever the condiments, whatever is available, it's going to be a burger, is what I'm saying. I'm just, okay. Depends on the sausage. Are we talking <laughs> a, like? Are we talking just a sausage, or are we talking a proper wiener? <laughs> a wiener? A wiener, yeah. <laughs> so, I, um, well, knowing... I don't know. The last time what? I had catering at Hewish Park, I don't think we're talking M&S sausages. All, all I can think of right now is, do you remember that time when we did that fan power stadium thing <sighs> on social media and used the hashtag like a billion times and won 30 grand for the club and they put the big posh thing, the burger ban at the back? Yes, I do. Remember that? Yeah. That was cool. That was cool. That annoyed a lot of people on social media because we went to town. Andy Easton pretty much won that for us. Andy, if you're listening, <laughs> mate. That was some effort, pal. Well played, mate. You pretty much got that burger van yourself. You probably deserve a free burger at the uh, beanback if you're going, mate. So that's all I'm saying. I like the bean beanback. It's a bit, so, you know, it's a bit Star cool, isn't Trek, it? isn't it? You know. Yeah. It's not. It's not dodgy it's bit, stream, is it? <laughs> It'd be also good to know how it's going to work. Like, are they going? Are we going to have a big screen on the pitch? Like, what is on the pitch? No, sure. It's just in the lounge. Well, is that allowed? Well, 22nd of May it will be. Do you think? I don't know. <laughs> is it, I just, uh... Maybe they're just going to sit you in the stand and just give you a stream link to watch on your phone. Yeah. Yeah, all log into this one, please. Yeah, just use this <laughs> password. That'd be great. Well, so, yeah. watch this space. Cool. It sounds yeah, exciting. Yeah, watch this space. Uh, more condiment uh, questions are, are welcome. In fact, Jimmer did want to know. Jimmer, I was talking to Jimmer, Jimmer Healy. He wants to know, uh, Ian, are you brown sauce or red sauce on a bacon sandwich? Red sauce. On a bacon sandwich? Absolutely. Um. Whew, okay. I mean, right, I'm not, I, I don't feel like I'm going to be Chris, in. I'm uh, not... Move on. <laughs> move on. Don't give me your red sauce chat. I'm not going to be in the minority there. Uh, stop it. Stop it. Chris Sweet asks, Marmite cheese, why, oh, why? I'm not against a Marmite cheese. I don't mind Marmite. How do you feel <laughs> yeah. on Marmite? After your abomination on the red well, sauce, I'm interested. the whole marketing thing with Marmite and how you love it or you hate it is just total nonsense, really, isn't it? It's rubbish because everyone I know kind of goes, yeah, I don't yeah. mind it. Yeah, it's all right, isn't it? Yeah. It's all right? Yeah. <laughs> um, not sure about, uh, you know, Chris asks a good question. Is there a need for Marmite cheese? 
I mean, I don't think there is. I don't mind a cheese and Marmite sandwich. So I guess a cheese that's Marmite flavoured would be okay. Saves a, saves a job. Saves slicing. You can either... Two <laughs> things. It does, doesn't it? Uh, maybe that's why. Maybe that's why. There you go. That's why. That's why, Chris. That is why. For lazy people who don't like to spread Marmite or cut cheese, they can now just slap a slab of Marmite cheese in between some bread. And that does feel dry, though, doesn't it? Block their arteries. That does feel dry. <laughs> it sounds horrific. It does sound horrific, doesn't it? <laughs> Did you have any questions from Instagram? I saw you put the link on Instagram. No, the fledgling Instagram account. Actually, let me just check. Let me just check if there's any notifications. Do you want no. to have a plug? Do you yeah. want to plug the Insta account? Yeah, Glo- Glover's cast on Instagram. It's inventive. It is. It is. I'm trying to get the youth audience because, you know, as we've spoken about, we're a bit old here. And we are a bit old, and if I know anything about the youth audience, it's that uh, they should be making football matches shorter because they just have no attention. Too back. long. No, who needs to just play ninety minutes? Ninety. Well, sometimes ninety-four. Well, what, I mean, what they should do is split it into quarters, really, and have a first quarter, massive, you know, a uh, load of adverts in between. Yeah. Uh, then you reach half time. Uh, fuck it. Let's put you two, you two on the stage. Uh, yep. Get get them on the Thatchers. Yep. A uh, bit of Vertigo, bit of Beautiful Day. Just any others? Do you know any other U two songs that? Not, uh, not I one. D- I do. You don't know one. I I'm not. I don't have time for things like that. Music? No. Who has time for music? Ridiculous. This is worse than me saying. You put red, red sauce, sauce on bacon. Yeah, you did. put red sauce on bacon. You're goddamn You can't right. say a word. <laughs> You're going to alienate a lot of our audience. With no, you are. Your, you are with your red sauce chat. northern bias. Nothing northern about it. <laughs> Drive me mad. Um, okay, I think I think we have to end on that bombshell that you put red sauce on on bacon because that's quite frankly an abomination. Well, um, uh, and that you don't know any. I mean, you t- Apple Apple made you have a U two album at one point. Yeah, but I don't have Apple Music. <laughs> no, but they downloaded it onto your phone. I have a Samsung. Oh, God damn it. So do I, now. <laughs> um, was, was the YouTube album that bad it put you off Apple for life? Is that what happened? Uh, no, I just couldn't afford to keep buying ridiculously overpriced technology. It's a wonderful, wonderful, it's a wonderful point you make. Yeah. Um, so that brings, that brings to an end a, a suitably silly... Yeah, I think we've, we've wrapped it up in agreement there as well yes. which is nice yeah. i didn't want to that. hang up you know having fallen out with you yeah dave will be back on sunday or monday as you download and listen to it as always we want your questions we want you to ask serious questions stupid questions um we don't mind one little bit and as we get towards the end of the season ian perkins and we start to think about an off season mm. i have a question for the glovers cast listeners i feel like there are stories to tell in Yeovilland, in YTFCville. <laughs> Yeovil. Um, yeah, <laughs> as it's otherwise known. I want to know your stories. What stories do you want us to try and tell? Are there people we need to seek out and tell the story of? Are there players, historically, that are the other side of the world? I saw someone tweet this week that Johan Arquin now plays in uh, Wuhan, in China. Jesus they, Christ. There you go. <laughs> That's the thing. So I feel like there are stories to tell. And if you have a story or you know of someone who can tell a story for us, we have a few ideas that we're going to try and uh, bring from the back burners towards the front burners. But if you have some as well, let us know. And also we want to know your ultimate uh, European league for you able to go and play over the course of the summer because the, uh, the uh, European Super League is now off. So we're offering to fill that void by going into Europe and playing the most obscure and ridiculous teams you can think of. Let us know four teams and why. How about that? Yeah, sounds good. Show us the money, whoever's organising the Super League. JP Morgan, show us the money, because <laughs> I think we could probably do with it. Um, yeah, it wouldn't hurt, would it? <laughs> it would not. Thank you very much, everyone. Again, thanks for all your messages this week. Uh, we'll yes. be back. We'll be back on Monday. With Dave, probably. Yeah, well, if he if he wants to get up early and talk, then yeah. It's up to him. Yeah, great stuff. Cheers, everyone. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard. 
making Morris backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.